This month, Amy and Mark talk with Zach Bishop, DuPage County's Historical Museum curator. He discusses past and upcoming exhibits, including celebrating a recent award. He also shares interesting facts about Northside Park and walks us through the exhibit planning process. Have something to donate to an upcoming exhibit or want a tour of the museum? Email Zach Bishop at zbishop at wheatonparks.org. That's zbishop at wheatonparks.org. At Wheaton Park District, we manage 54 parks, dozens of playgrounds, tennis courts, and a mini golf and skate park. We have an accredited zoo, a county museum, multiple athletic fields and sports complex, two swimming pools, 150 acres of nature preserves, and a 27-hole golf course and banquet facility. Everything else is just a talk in the park. A talk in the park listeners, please welcome Zach Bishop, DuPage County Historical Museum's curator. Zach, welcome on. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Do you want to share a little bit about your background and how you landed into curating um, and all, all that good stuff? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, when I was in college, I was a major, history major, and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with that. I looked into teaching, um, started doing some um, like seminars and things like that, and realized it just wasn't for me. Um, so I started to look at different other types of careers I could do with history, which pretty limited, uh, but museums came up pretty early on. And I actually then started looking for internships to try to get my feet wet in the area. And I actually, in 2014, I got an internship at the DuPage County Historical Museum, where I work now. So I did that. Um, I found that I really liked museum work. And so I went to grad school for, um, it's called public history. It's kind of a general, like all encompassing thing for all types of really just bringing how to use history for like in the public and not just as like some academic thing, but more to make it usable and interactive with people. And then after that, I um, started to apply for jobs, uh, curator jobs in kind of the Chicago area. And I worked at the Downers Grove for about a year at the Downers Grove Museum for about a year and then applied for the Wheaton Park District. Um, I originally was at the front desk of the DuPage County Historical Museum for about six months um, in starting in 2017. And then in July of 2018, I became the curator. So nice traditional uh, way to get there. We've had some people that started in completely different, um, you know, areas of what they actually do now and then got into it. So you kind of had a similar path, just didn't know specifically what to do. So it's kind of uh, interesting, um, you know, how you kind of stayed with it. And, you know, it's nice that it's a passion of yours, it, it seems like. Yeah, definitely. Really something I enjoy doing and I'm glad I'm able to do it for work. What's your favorite part of history and maybe more specifically DuPage history? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I guess kind of I guess philosophically, my favorite part of history is really kind of understanding how things in the present day became the way they were, how like um, um, like society became the way they were, and certain kind of customs and traditions, and also kind of how places have changed over time. Um, but really more in terms of like topics, I really have enjoyed American history and particularly Midwest history. 
um, mainly because it's where I'm from, uh, where I have a lot of personal connections to. And also it's just um, really interesting um, to really work on like the local history level and like meet people who've actually lived through things and lived through the changes in their community and kind of tracking that over time. Um, and I especially like um, DuPage history um, in part because people in DuPage really um, appreciate their history. They have done a great job of preserving it over the years, um, really running museums, collecting information. Um, and so it's just really great to work with um, kind of a community or all the communities in DuPage that are really proud of their history and wanna really interested in knowing it and applying it to the present day. It's nice because it could be related to family. You know, if you live in DuPage or that area, you know, you could go back in time and find out maybe a distant relative had some sort of uh, interaction or change the course of things. So, you know, that's, that's something that I look at. I, I love history as well. I hated it in school. And now that I'm out, it's something I like. I watch History Channel and learning, like you said, where things came from, how they came and what changed, you know, today. So was there a specific exhibit that inspired you or kind of led you to go in this direction, you know, when you were a child and said, this is what I want to do for a career? Yeah, um, so one one exhibit that really comes to mind is um, when I was in, in grade school, uh, we started to visit family who lived in St. Louis. Um, and in St. Louis, they have the Gateway Arch and also the Jefferson um, expansion. Um, it's kind of a historic site that also has a museum that talks about the history of the West and how it was settled and things like that. Um, but I just really love um, both the Gateway Arch because of the architectural um, elements of it, but also there's a museum kind of in the basement of the structure that kind of covers the history of the West uh, expedition of Lewis and Clark, who um, after the United States bought a lot of the Western United States and the Louisiana Purchase, they kind of went on an expedition to explore it for the country. And so I found that really fascinating. Um, and just really kind of seeing those type, a lot, the exhibits at the Gateway Arch are really kind of, they're kind of like mannequins and um, some artifacts. So it's kind of a kind of older tradition of like museums, but it's still really great. And it was interactive and fun. And I just really enjoyed visiting that as a kid. And that kind of got me to start um, reading more books about history and kind of started me on the path towards where I am today. Have you been, have you been back since? Yeah, so I went a couple times in grade school, but really I haven't been there since I was like maybe 13. So it's been quite a while. I definitely want to go back though and visit and see it again. Do you have a bucket list um, museum or exhibit? I know like exhibits often change out in a lot of places. So I feel like you have to really plan if you want to go see something, but do you have even like a bucket list museum that you want to go to? Yeah, I really actually want to go um, over to Europe, specifically Ireland, and I want to visit. Um, there's a really old, there's a, I think it's the University of Dublin archives. They have what's called the Book of Kells on display, which is like this really beautiful medieval um, book with all these illustrations. I think it's a I think the text is actually like part of the Bible or something like that. Um, but it's just really, really cool. And I'd love to see it in person. And from like an archival perspective, they have to like change the, they, had, they have to like flip the page every day, like to make sure that one page isn't getting all the light damage and things like that. So from like a museum perspective, that's really cool to me. 
So kind of bringing it back to DuPage and Wayne Park districts specifically, uh, we are gearing up for our 100th year anniversary. The museum is planning on creating an, ex an exhibit to kind of commemorate this amazing milestone. Um, can you give us a preview of what the community can look forward to? Definitely. Um, yeah, so the exhibit is going to cover really all the park district's history in the past 100 years and kind of basically how it's going to be is it's going to be a, kind of a timeline is going to be like the uh, the organization for the exhibit. So it's kind of going to go and cover really the history of all the major parks and uh, facilities of the park district, like when they acquired them, how they've changed over time. And we're also going to have um, artifacts and photos along with it. So I've been collecting photographs um, from the community and also looking in kind of the museum's archives and the park district's archives as well. And really just looking at, there's a lot of cool old photos to take a look at and see. And we're also gonna have, along with kind of the text and the photos, um, some artifacts as well. So um, we're going to include, because we talk about um, the history of the pools, Northside had a pool um, where Coe Hill is now that was built in 1928. And then the new one was built in the sixties. Um, so we're going to have a lot of like a couple old swimsuits on display that kind of were popular in the 1930s to kind of show that. And there's also kind of a kind of a fun fact, weird fact that kind of goes along with that is that when the original Northside Park pool opened in 1928, the park district actually bought um, a couple hundred swimsuits that they then rented out to the community, which... Um, <laughs> Is really bizarre by today's standards because you would never see that <laughs> today just because um, no one wants to wear someone else's swimsuit or, you know. Um, but so we're gonna have that and then some other artifacts as well. We have some ice skates in the museum's collection that were used in Rathji Park in the pond there. Um, but yeah, and really I want, the exhibit's gonna kind of also touch on like what activities were popular over the years and which activities people still do today. So sports and um, ice skating and um, golf, those things kind of have always stayed the same, but um, also looking at how really the park district grew from kind of just offering, um, really just maintaining the parks to kind of growing to this huge um, um, kind of system with different facilities and all these different recreation programs and athletic leagues and, um, so really kind of showing how that developed and has grown over time. How long has the museum been collecting um, some of this stuff? Because I know it's not a small task to try and collect, um, you know, things from years and years ago. Yeah, so we've been doing it for about um, a year. Um, we were we were actually just starting to work on it right before the pandemic hit. So that kind of kind of got pushed to the back burner for a while. But yeah, so it's been about a year. And um, uh, in addition to collecting stuff from the community, I um, just did a brown bag lunch in January where a lot of community members shared some of their experiences and memories of the park district. Um, and people definitely love the parks and the park, how the park district has grown to meet the needs of the community. And people just have a lot of good memories, like especially if your family is from Wheaton, you grew up going to these places with possibly grandparents um, and other family members and loved ones. And it's where you hung out with your friends um, really when you were off school and things like that. Um, yeah, definitely a lot. And then also I've been re more recently, I started interviewing um, 
longtime employees of the Park District and also some former employees and some board members as well to kind of get their experience on how much the Park District has changed. That's awesome. I know that we have a lot of longstanding employees and I like talking to them too. I've only been at the Park District for um, close to four years. So um, it's been it's been fun to see how it's evolved even before we got here. So yeah, definitely. And I was just actually this morning, I was interviewing um, Ray Morrill, who um, is a member of the of the park board. But really, before that, he worked at the park district in the recreation department. And I think he told me this morning that he, um, he told me this morning, that he's been here for pretty much 50 years. So that's like half of the park district's history. So he really had a lot of institutional knowledge to pass on and memories and um, yeah, it's really interesting to hear. So how can, if the community still wants to get involved, like maybe I think spring cleanup is coming, maybe if they find some items as they're kind of cleaning through parents' house, grandparents' house, maybe their house and they find something um, that they think would be awesome for the exhibit or even if they just wanna share stories, how can the community get involved and can they still get involved? Yeah, definitely. We're still um, definitely open for um, stuff from the community for sure. Um, you can actually give me, uh, contact me um, at my email at the Park District, which is um, zbishop um, at wheatonparks.org or my um, office phone number, which is 630-510-4958. And yeah, um, definitely. Um, we could do a lot of different things. Uh, I could scan photos if you have them. Um, we, I could do an oral history interview with you if you have memories. So I'm definitely open to um, working with you to um, get your memories of the park district. Yeah, I know you mentioned some of those photos that you've been scanning and collecting. Um, and we do plan on kind of launching those throughout the year. So stay tuned to see all of these amazing photos because there are they are really cool. Um, and especially being here now, it's amazing to see how things have evolved. So you can stay tuned on social media. I'm sure those will be shared there um, on our website and lots of other ways. All right. The museum recently won an award of excellence from the Illinois Association of Museums for the 2019 exhibit Homegrown. What was the experience curating the exhibit? Yeah, so the exhibit Homegrown, um, it covered pretty much the entire history of farming and um, agriculture in DuPage County, um, really just a very broad overview of the history. And um, so the exhibit um, was really fun to work on. It, um, it's really especially interesting because the museum has a lot of old uh, farming implements and materials that kind of have been gathering dust on shelves because it's kind of hard to display some of those things because they're just so big or so um, hard to move. But so we were able to dust off a lot of those, a lot of old plows and other farming equipment and kind of put those on display for the first time in a while. Um, but yeah, it's just really, I mean, agriculture is kind of, um, it's kind of a topic that some people really love and some people are kind of indifferent about, but um, really, probably one of the coolest parts of it um, was one kind of learning like kind of how things have been farmed and really how our food is grown and where all that comes from and the types of um, processes that go into that, but also really the family history. Um, I mean, farms, especially in DuPage County were really, um, were passed down through generations of families and really it's just all of these experiences. One of my, like one, an interesting part Thing that I did for research for the exhibit was I talked with um, actually a 90 year old man who farmed in kind of the Downers Grove area really for his entire life. Um, and he 
remember DuPage County when it was still mostly farms. It wasn't um, before there was as much houses and businesses and things like that today. So really kind of seeing the tradition over time and being able to incorporate that in the exhibit was a lot of fun. What with curating, what's your favorite part about it? Is it, and, and maybe explain to the listeners exactly what entails when you curate something, the, you know, research, the development, the getting the pieces and then displaying it. Like which one's your favorite part and kind of give a little bit about each one so people understand, you know, what you do then. Yeah, so um, kind of curator is kind of a broad term in the museum field. It, some people, it's they're the manager of the museum, but really kind of traditionally it focuses on people who work with the historical artifacts that museum collects and how they display them and share them with the public. Um, and so kind of my favorite part of my job is I really like working with people who want to donate stuff to the museum and kind of coordinating that with them and really just hearing their stories. A lot of it is stuff that they um, inherited from family members that have just been sitting in their house. And so just kind of hearing their stories and being able to document that um, for us to use in exhibits is really my favorite part for sure. Um, but yeah, and so for exhibits, it's kind of um, a complicated process. Um, it does take a lot of planning. So we plan all of our exhibits about two years in advance. Um, and so, really going up to the exhibit, a lot of work goes into it more than people think um, when they kind of see an exhibit. We, um, the text that's in the exhibit is often pretty brief and um, really easy to understand, but we still do a ton of research into that and writing and we end up having to write more and then cut it down to make it understandable for people to, people who are reading in the exhibit. Um, and also all of the artifacts that we put on display kind of, have to go through a process where I will take them out of their storage locations. I'll have to assess their condition, mark any um, damages, because really artifacts do get some minor damage in exhibits, mainly from light and just from being out. And so um, making sure that we're keeping track of that and making sure they're, we're displaying them in the best possible way and that they're in a good, good enough condition to display. And then, um, Really from that, we will do decorative elements in our exhibit cases and things like that. Sometimes like for the homegrown exhibit that we just did, we had uh, like this paper that looked like a uh, barn wood for one of the cases and other things like that. Um, and yeah, really then put it all together, market it, um, incorporate interactive elements, um, usually hands-on things that um, kids can do to understand the themes of the exhibit more. We do stuff with iPads and um, have playing videos and things like that. So yeah, it's really fun. It's um, kind of feels like I'm juggling a lot of stuff with the exhibits to make sure everything's kind of moving along. Um, but it's, off, it's really rewarding, especially to see when people come through the museum and enjoy learning about um, the topic and seeing the things on display and um, yeah, really thinking about how it applies to their life too crazy that it's two years in advance. I thought I had to plan as a programmer, you know, nine months to a year in advance and you guys are planning twice as long. And so I can imagine how you put all this time and effort into something that takes that long. And, you know, when one comes out, you're planning another one and then you're going to be starting another one. So you have, you know, multiple mm -hmm. things in, in the queue waiting to, to get pushed out, you know, down the line. So I'm sure it's not easy, but you guys do great work over there. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely um, always something going on, always something to work on. So kind of going off of that, I know the museum has a lot of exciting exhibits opening um, in the next year or so. So can you walk us through that brainstorming process and how you actually make them kind of come alive, so to speak, for the community? Yeah, um, it's a good question. Uh, so yeah, really for our exhibits, um, we, in our planning process, we take a lot of things into, into consideration. We look at um, the stuff that's in the museum's collection and like, do we have enough material to be able to have a whole exhibit about a specific topic? Um, will we be able to use stuff from our collection? or will we be able to borrow it from another museum? So it's kind of researching what we have, what other museums have that we could potentially use. And then we also take into consideration special anniversaries. So um, one of our exhibits last year was called Ballots of Power was about um, the history of women's suffrage. And that was because last year was the 100th anniversary of the 19th amendment, which gave women the right to vote. And so keeping into mind special anniversaries like the park district's um, anniversary in mind, and then also input from the community. What are people talking about? What are people interested in learning more about? Um, we often will leave in kind of our planning schedule, we'll leave one of the galleries open to come up with the idea closer to um, the date coming over. So in case there's a community or case a community organization um, wants to do a special exhibit or wants to have an, has an idea that they, that will come along later um, and is possibly going to be more relevant to instead of two years in advance. Um, but yeah, so, and then for our, our exhibits coming up, so besides the park district um, exhibit, we're doing an exhibit on World War II this year. And we um, got a grant from the DuPage Foundation for it. And we're going to look at really how DuPage County experienced that war, but also how those who stayed behind had to kind of adapt their lifestyles and ways of life to help the war effort. But then um, besides that exhibit, we're also doing one on kind of just looking at animals in history very broadly. So kind of how um, people in the past um, used animals to kind of for labor, for farms, and for transportation, how, how they've kept them as pets, um, and really just kind of the other ways that animals have been involved in history as well. I hear in 2020 that you published a book. So what's it about? Where can people buy it? Kind of what was the inspiration behind it? Yeah, so um, yeah, this past um, summer in June, I published a book about um, the Wapaka Chain of Lakes, which are up in Wisconsin, kind of um, near Oshkosh and Stevens Point area. But it's a really, it was a really personal project for me because my family um, has been vacationing at these lakes really my, for my entire life. And then really since my mom was about five years old, she's gone there every summer for a couple of weeks. And it's really just such a big family tradition for us. And so kind of what happened with, the book was when I was an undergrad in undergraduate college. Um, I started to research just the history of this place because I was there um, um, for a couple of weeks every year and just started looking into the history and just found this really interesting history where kind of how these lakes have been a tourist attraction since the late 19th century. So very, very long time. And just looking at how, um, how the tourism industry grew there, why it grew there and how it's changed um, over time. So really all that 
was really interesting to me. But um, the book that the book series that it's a part of is called Images of America um, by Arcadia Publishing. And really, you'll find there's almost an Images of America book for every town, um, really across the United States. Um, there's a ton for DuPage County as well. And so really, it's the book kind of tells the history, but it also is illustrated with a lot of historical photos. So there's over 200 historical photos in there that I spend time collecting both from the local historical society over there and also from individual people. Um, but yeah, so it was a really fun project to work on. It's not really tied to DuPage County history at all, um, but it's still just a fun topic. It's another local town, um, really ties in with local history and my love for that as well. Um, and as far as buying it, if um, it appeals to you, um, I, the book is sold on Amazon. It's just called The Wapaka Chena Lakes by Zachary Bishop. Um, it's on Amazon. It's on um, Arcadia Publishing's website and really a lot of um, places that books are sold. Nice. Well, it sounds like it was a passion project. I'm sure it's great. You know, if you're, if you're interested in that sort of stuff, go take a look at it. Maybe uh, take a vacation up there. You know, I'm sure a lot of people are looking for somewhere to go locally with the pandemic going on. So that could be a nice uh, little spot for people to head up there and, uh, you know, can read about it and, and learn while you're, you're heading up there. So, you know, it's, it's great. You know, we loved having you on, you know, learning about your history how you started, where you're at, where the passion came from, you know, some of these exhibits that we have coming up that, you know, our listeners can, you know, come on out and, and take a, take a look at. So, you know, appreciate you coming on here and uh, giving us all the knowledge that you have. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, been really fun. I always, um, I always tend to nerd out about a lot of the things I like to do. Mm -hmm. So I have no problem talking about it. <laughs> And we will leave Zach's contact information in case anybody is interested in maybe submitting something for an upcoming exhibit, or maybe they want to take a tour of the museum. He's a fantastic, um, he's a fantastic tour guide around what's going on. So we'll make sure that we leave that. And thanks again for joining us, Zach. Yeah, thank you so much. It was fun. Thank you for listening. Be sure to download, rate, share, and subscribe to A Talk in the Park wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow the Wheaton Park District on Facebook and Instagram at Wheaton Park District. Additional information on Wheaton Park District programs and services can be found at wheatonparkdistrict.com. Until next time, this has been a Talk in the Park. A Talk in the Park is a production of the Wheaton Park District.